I could either spend two weeks chasing a customer for 5,000 bucks, or I could spend a month chasing down, let's call it a tribe, almost the same amount of work with an infinite amount of possibilities. Same work, the same amount. Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver, and this is the Digital Agency Show podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. We've put together an agency accelerator package for agency owners and growing freelancers looking to scale. We've got all kinds of free resources like the 39 Lead Gen Strategies Checklist, our $20,000 website proposal template, live trainings hosted by yours truly, free access to our community group, and much, much more. Get access now and dive in at yougurus.com forward slash agency. That's yougurus.com forward slash agency. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver. And today I am very excited and honored to welcome back somebody who has been integral in the YouGurus life of the business. He's mentored over 500 YouGurus members. He has had a seven-figure agency called Ebway. He's produced a couple of courses with us. He also has had a very um, successful sales career outside of the agency space, selling over $750 million worth of, uh, of various products in, in the motorsports space and in the, in the car space and the Highland Automotive. And uh, it's, it's a great honor to welcome uh, Jonathan Hinshot both to this episode and officially to the YouGurus team. Welcome back, Jonathan. Thanks, man. I'm excited to be here. It's kind of cool to be on the on the inside now, right? The inside of the inside. Like, super fun. Yeah. I bet I bet it's even cleaner than you thought it was going to be, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very tidy. Yeah, very tidy in the back of the house, right? Yeah, I I didn't I actually didn't realize really what it takes. I mean, you you have an idea, you go, yeah, that's they're probably working pretty hard. I, I didn't realize how much um, heart you you actually put into this thing. It's pretty amazing. Well, you know, we had um, you had you had done you had you were very. Big influencer in the agency space, and then, like right before kind of COVID, you were like, "I'm going to go back to the automotive space," and you sold your agency and kind of got out in, in, in a lot of ways. And then you, you know, you reached out to me and you said, "Hey, I'm thinking about getting back in." I was like, "What? You want to get back into the agency space?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, okay, all right." And then it was I just like, couldn't decide what I wanted to be when I grew up. I know. know. I just and, didn't know. And we're still not grown up, I think. I think so. <laughs> and it was it was interesting, man. I, I have to tell you that I was when I when you reached out and said, Hey, I'm thinking about getting back in the agency space, I was like, hmm, I could I could use a I could use a superpower <laughs> like Jonathan. You know, like maybe there's something here. And um I, I was like driving back from a meeting or something, and I remember Telling Emily, my wife, I was like, I think I'm going to call Jonathan right now. She's like, Jonathan, what, what, are, you, what are you guys going to talk about? I was like, I think I need somebody to lead our sales in so much has grown for us here at YouGurus over the past couple of years. So now that we're part of DigitalOcean. And I was like, I need somebody who can really um, help me uh, lead the amazing growth that we've been able to do. And and so I, I remember I, I called you. I was like, hey, what are you doing right now? And you were like, oh, nothing. I'm like, you got, you got a little bit to talk. And, you know, that conversation led to dinner and another dinner and whatever. And 
yeah. and here we are, man. So, so welcome back. It's it's a huge like it's just a huge it's an honor, right, to have you part of the team and 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 doing the amazing work you've already done the last few weeks. So, so re, I asked Jonathan to jump on for our listeners. Um, for those of you that have not. Don't know who Jonathan is. Go back and check out episode nine of the Digital Agency <laughs> Show podcast. We're at like episode 350 or something. And so episode nine, it's like literally six years ago, we interviewed Jonathan about how to sell web projects and Lamborghinis. And I, I was like, hey, <laughs> I bet people want to hear about sales. And so can you come on the podcast and talk about sales? And he was like, well, yeah, we can eventually get to that. So so we're going to talk some sales with Jonathan uh, over maybe a couple of episodes, which is super cool. But yeah, I guess, you know, like, do you remember, like, when you started your agency? Yeah, I don't think I'll ever forget it. <laughs> I, think, I think we all remember the, the headaches of, of wanting to, you know, have something that's not there yet, you know, mm. trying to, you know, really dream big and, and you have this vision in your head and and then somewhere along the way it changes. And, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget it. I Just to take us back a little bit. The reason I started my web agency was was very different than most. It was created out of need. My son was born with Asperger's, and I wanted to stay home and you know with him and you know really commit to him. And I really needed to find something that didn't take fourteen hours a day, seven days a week. And I knew I was good at sales, but I didn't have a clue how to build a website. But at that time, you know, uh, in in the Highline Automotive business. Craigslist was coming out and Auto Trader was coming out and everybody's doing website stuff. And uh, I just got a kick out of it. You know, I started doing our own marketing. I was getting on YouTube, buying the flip cam from Circuit City. And I was shipping cars to Russia. Like it was, it was insane. You know, and everybody's going, what are you doing? You know, I'm like, I was making videos and putting them on YouTube. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just shooting, shooting stuff out there and, you know, seeing what works. And so, yeah, through trial and error, I started figuring things out. And then came home one day and said, I think I found it. I think I figured it out. We've been hiring marketers and web designers and working with these guys uh, in the automotive space. I think I could do better. I, I don't think these guys really are that good. I, I just don't. And so I made a commitment that I was going to become the best. I wanted whatever I do, I want to be the best at it. And it might take a long time, but. I just, I think we're all harder on ourselves than other people are. But I, as a former Marine, I just have this thing where if I'm going to do it, I'm going to take the whole hill, you know, not just part of it. So I really dug in. I figured it out and I, I, I built my business in my dad's basement. I, we, I had enough runway, I had enough savings to keep my family fed, right? And to kind of keep things going. But I wasn't sitting so pretty that I didn't, you know, I could go paying a mortgage for a year, year and a half and, and all of that. I had to really trim down. So my wife and my two-year-old son move into my dad's basement and my parents think I'm crazy. My friends think I'm crazy. You know, I left this seemingly amazing career that was really lucrative and to go, what? Build, what do you mean build websites? What, what is that? You know, it was, it was a really fun time, you know. Looking back, it was super exciting because your mind always remembers the good and the positive things. But I have to remind myself, there were some painful days. Mm. There were some really tough days. So you uh, you go out on your own and you move into to the parents' basement. And it's interesting too, right? I mean, you mentioned that like you created the agency out of need. And I think, I, I feel like I've been really fortunate to have so many conversations with so many 
diverse agency backgrounds. And I think there there are those that are like accidental, like they start doing on, on you know, they start building websites or whatever. Maybe they're they're doing a career or whatever, and then people ask them to do more, and they start like getting paid to do it. They kind of like fall fall into it, right? And and then there are those that um, do it out of necessity. You know, I asked like uh, yeah. the founder of Effective UI. I said, you know, why'd you start this business? And he was like, to pay a mortgage. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> like a hundred and twenty person, <laughs> you know, multi seven figure, probably eight figure agency. And I was like, what? Well, you know, I was expecting this like vision and this like, oh, like you know, and he was like, pay a mortgage. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, there, so there is something to, to be said about that, uh, the, the power of necessity. How'd you get your first client? Uh, knocking on doors. I literally... The, like my figuratively was, or literally? No, literally, literally. Like in person, knocking on doors. My first client was an HVAC guy by the name of Alex Walter. I will never forget Alex Walter. He turned out to be my best client, my worst client all at the same time. But my dad was in the HVAC world. Uh, funny enough, he was a sales trainer. And I'll tell you off the bat, sales is not an inheritance skill. <laughs> it's something you have to learn. But uh, I said to my dad, I'm going to start doing this web thing. Do you know anybody I should talk to? You know, And mm. he goes, yeah, my good friend, Alex Walter, he's a contractor. He's, he's down in Boulder. You should go see him. Here's his number. I just went down to his place. And it wasn't a very big place. He, he wasn't a giant place. Him and like two other people. And uh, I just walked in and I said, hey, um, I'm starting a web design company. Your website not, is not really good. So I think I can do better. You want to give me a shot? And I'll, I think I charged him like, I don't know, like $1,000 or something. Maybe it was $800 or something. And to him, that was like too much. You know, he was, <laughs> I only paid, I paid nothing for this. My cousin built it, you know, that kind of thing. But we ended up doing that website for him. And it was equal amounts of pleasure. And, but Alex Walter remained a client of mine for 12 years. Wow. He grew with us. He stayed with us. Uh, his budget didn't grow as fast as my <laughs> business grew. But there was, some, there was just something special about him that I, I just kept him and, and always helped him and always supported him because he launched my business. He really mm. did. Yeah. And I so, knocked on his door. Like I literally knocked on his door. I didn't have I didn't have a brochure. I didn't have a I didn't have a website. I think I think I had a MySpace page. I don't even remember. But I just knocked on his door and I said, I think I can help you. And uh you teach me, I'll teach you. Let's do this. And that's how I started. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to let you know about a hosting platform that is giving digital agencies and creators around the world an edge when it comes to site speed, scalability, and profit. It's called Cloudways, and it's designed to create exceptional experiences for you and your clients that guarantees unmatched performance, reliability, and choice with 24-7 award-winning support. Cloudways is excited to offer our listeners a $50 hosting credit in addition to their amazing benefits of their agency partner program. For more details, head over to yougurus.com slash cloudways or use promo code DASCW when signing up. Let's get back to our show. I think that zero to one is really, it, it can be overwhelming to people. Like a lot of times we talk to people that want to have, you know, all their ducks in a row. Like, oh, I'll be ready for my first client in five months once I have my own website done and I have my, you know, <laughs> they like list out all this stuff. Like I have my business playbook done and my my business plan done and, and this and that. I'm like, man, I didn't have that stuff for like four years, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can like, remember sitting with you 
we're having coffee. And I said, man, like you just took off the planes in the air. Do you even have landing gear? <laughs> like, nope, we'll build it in the air. I don't have to land yet. And I love that because that, that really is what the entrepreneurial spirit is all about. It's what sales is all about. You don't know how this is going to end. I don't know. I don't know if you're going to say yes or no. I have to hope it's going to work, assume it's going to work because I've done the practice. I put the work in and I have a plan. And so I think as long as you have a plan, you don't really need much else. You know, I have fallen into the trap of tinkering with my logo until midnight because I didn't think it was good enough. You know, and just scrap it. Start over. Don't don't need a logo then. Put a phone number there. Let's go. Like, just go. Yeah. And and I think probably, you know, some people are in a position where maybe they have a job and they're trying to create an agency on the side and, and there's not that, like there's a desire, but there's not the necessity. I think you kind of probably, you know, burned your boats a little bit, right? You quit the automotive job. You're like, I'm going to go sell websites. You know, you're in... in yeah, the- there were times, it's interesting you mentioned that because, you know, you are making, I, I forget, I forget more than I remember now uh, in my in my my more mature years. But, you know, there were times I had to go back to work to make ends meet. I mean, those, the first couple of years, it wasn't all gravy. We didn't grow that fast. I didn't know how to charge. I didn't know how to collect. I didn't know what to do if somebody, you know, refused to pay me. And even though I did a good job, they just said no. Or their credit card all of a sudden put a charge back, you know, and they ghosted me and I never heard from them again. So yeah, I, I did have to go back. And like, luckily I had contacts in the auto space. And so I would go back and I'd help somebody or, you know, manage something and, and and that was hard. That was challenging because here you are with your 22, 23 customers that are pulling on your coattails all day long. And But I got to work to feed my family. And, and I learned a long time ago, that was probably, I mean, it was a necessity. But it was probably a bad move because you can't serve two masters. You know, your brain is split. Everything is split. And it's really hard to serve two masters. You've, you've got to kind of go one way or the other. But I did, I remember telling my wife, if we can just put like 40 bucks a week into this special weekend, just 40 bucks. And that means we're going to eat ramen. There's no going out. We're, you know, we're going to like go to the mattresses on this thing. And if we can do that for like six months, then I can just not work and focus on the business. And, and luckily enough, and, you know, by the grace, I had a great wife that, that did that. She said, okay, let's do it. You know, coming back to that, that first client, I think a lot of people, I mean, it sounds like you, you got your first client through what I call F and F friends and family. You know, you put the word out yeah. about your business. It's, it always surprises me um, when I ask like a, a aspiring or new agency owner, I'll say like, you know, have, does anybody know about your business? And they're like, oh no, I'm <laughs> keeping it a secret. I'm like, okay. Cause like businesses need sunlight, right? Like you can't, you know, you don't like, maybe if you're Elon Musk and you're coming up with the next, you know, I don't know, brain implant or whatever the heck they're doing now. I mean, like maybe there are certain like types of IP that you keep you know, you keep under wraps, but I mean, even if you look at those entrepreneurs that are, you know, the the perennial evangelists, right? Like they're letting the world know constantly about their business, um, and and I think that that's something that I see as is definitely a pitfall for people in terms of just mindset is trying to keep, especially like an agency business. It's a service. You're doing stuff in service of others. People need to know that you provide that service. They might even need to know how you provide it at a high level. They might need to know, you know, what what they might get from that. Like the more people that know about your service, the better. And you can always, you know, you don't have to work with family, 
But if your family knows that you have a business, maybe they can help you, right? Maybe they'll help conspire with you to help you become successful. What, like, it, when you look at your career, I mean, you sold seven, multiple seven figures worth of web and digital marketing projects. I mean, what what do you think was, you know, that the mindset, maybe a couple of mindset things that you remember like being important to get you from the ramen, the parents' basement, right? The like cutting corners, like, you know, really trying to like just starting the business out of necessity to then becoming successful. Like what were some of the things that really helped you make that happen? So there, there was a web company in Fort Collins at the time I lived in Fort Collins, Colorado. It's, it's 160,000 people, not very big. And that's really only in the summertime. In the winter, it goes down to like 100,000. It's grown some now, but back then, it's 160,000 people at Fort Collins, Colorado. And uh, I won't say their name because I don't know if they'd be okay with that. But there was this media company that built websites. And they, they had this like billboard outside on the road. And it said, you know, uh, home of the Denver Broncos web designers. And I was like, what the F? <laughs> like... This little tiny company on the corner with this crappy little building, they did something for the Broncos. And I just remember looking at that going, why can't I do that? Like, that's not that fancy. I don't see any Porsches in the parking lot. I see a bunch of Subarus, guys walking around with dreadlocks. Like, what what are they doing? You know, like, I was just, I was so enamored with that. So I went to their website and I looked at it and I'm like, I I do that kind of work. That's, that's not that great, you know? And yeah, maybe my stuff wasn't optimized or SEO or what, but you know, in terms of look and feel, I just thought, what are they doing? And, and I remember calling them, acting like a customer, making them give me a quote. I think I pretended to be, uh, I pretended to be an HVAC contractor or something like that. They, they almost broom me because they were like, "Yeah, I don't want contractors," you know. <laughs> but I really, I don't know. They were very inspiring. Their sales process was spot on. I respected them, and I just thought. If this little tiny building in Fort Collins, Colorado, can work with the Denver Broncos, man, I can I can probably do okay. Did that like just give you the motivation to? Did you contact the Denver Broncos? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I didn't. But what I actually did do is I contacted Carrier North America, my first big customer, because I had by this time I probably had about. 80 to 90 contractor sites, you know, and we're doing the same old thing, $1,500 sites, $2,000 sites, 200 bucks a month, sometimes 80 bucks a month to host them and all, you know, very, very boring, basic stuff, but really nicely done sites, just not, uh, we weren't charging a lot and we weren't, uh, we weren't delivering what I felt like would be a lot of value, right? So I saw that and I thought, well, what's the next level? Like how, if I want more contractors, because I was knocking on doors, making calls. I was working my best off just to get one customer. And what I noticed was some of these bigger guys, they were, they were all had like these affiliates or they were like a preferred partner of somebody or, and I started to see that language, preferred partner for such and such, you know, uh, all this thing. So I reached out to Carrier North America and I, I actually didn't use my father. I wanted to do it on my own. I didn't use my dad. I reached out to him and I said, how do I get on your preferred vendor list for websites? And they put me through the ringer. I mean, it probably took about six months to get on that preferred vendor list. And I had to really like, really work hard at it. 
once I got on that preferred vendor list, uh, our company grew 200% in about eight months. They put me in their newsletter. We were getting 20 to 30 calls a week. And they had a co-op program. And, and this is still around today. But you know, just thinking about it, Brent, they had this co-op program that they would pay 50% of whatever the website cost for their, their customers, up to five grand. So that meant I could sell a $10,000 website, you know, and you came out with that $10,000 website and the proposal kit and all that stuff. It was almost around that kind of same time when I think both of us were going, dude, we could sell sites for 10 grand, 12 grand, 20 grand. Like this is, so I saw that and I thought, well, if this contractor has five grand to put in and carriers given them five, that's a no brainer. And so getting onto that preferred vendor list really launched us. And then I had a name. I mean, the moment I could put the carrier logo on my website and in my branding, all I had to do was call contractors and say, we're the guys that work with carrier. We have the co-op. Oh, you Mm. do? Yeah. Great. Can you start tomorrow? Like it just became, I don't want to say it became easy. It became very fluid. It became, we got traction. It became scalable at that point. Yeah. It's interesting having an excuse to call somebody. People, I, I saw this actually in our profitable digital agencies uh, Facebook group the other day. Somebody, and it was it was an older post, like maybe I, I was cruising through seeing if if I needed to reply to anybody, and uh, somebody put something like, uh, you know, does cold calling still work or something? Right? It was just like you know, it's super broad. You know, <laughs> I respond to that one. <laughs> probably hasn't. You know, they probably haven't cold called more than you know ten businesses or whatever, and, and probably the people commenting also haven't. And, I, and I'm not advocating that you should go out and cold call businesses today. I think there are better ways to market your business and, and stuff. But um, I do think if you're in a pinch, right, it does. You know, you, you have a lot of control over over your activities if you do that. But if you have an excuse to call somebody, and in your situation, it was like excuse plus a little bit of like authority, right? You you were able to use the carrier name. You could say you were a preferred vendor or preferred partner. That obviously meant something to the people in that market. And it at least told they told them, like if we kind of think of like kind of like the history of human beings, right? Like that we've been, you know, in small bands or groups or tribes or whatever. Like it yeah. kind of told whoever you're calling, oh, this person can be trusted for at least like 60 seconds, right? Like they're they're willing yeah. to like, oh, cool. Like you're with carrier. Got it. You're carrier, right? And I think that that's sometimes people you know, when they do go out there and they cold call or they do try to get into markets, their mindset is like call, they call so cold. They don't even have like that little, Yeah. and you had that, like you got that little bit of authority and credibility, which wasn't a huge amount. I mean, obviously you had to jump through some hoops. You had to get in a whatever certification, get vetted or whatever. But, you know, I love just hearing that that was a big part of your growth was getting a strategic partner like carrier. And, you know, and I know there's going to be people that listen to this episode today. They're going to look up, they're going to go HVAC carrier. They're going to find the preferred partner program. They're going to be like, oh, I can do that too. But I think the takeaway is finding people that are in your market that already serve your ideal customer. Those can be transformational for you in your agency in in growing and scaling and, and selling more. You got to find tribes you can join. You know, mm. that's the... I think, I don't know when your podcast, uh, maybe it was a training, you talked about tribes, you know, and, and at the same time, I think I was doing some content with you or some, something in my own blog about sales anarchy, you know, and, and creating a message that uh, you were talking about tribes and I was talking about brand cults, you know, mm. but in a positive way. Yeah. And it was like, you have to stand for or against something. Do you actually have a brand cult? Do you have people that are like, We'll do whatever you say, man. Like, what, what should we do? You know, 
and the tribe, you know, we trust you. You're one of us. What should we do? And so you have to find those places to get in. And once Carrier worked, and, you know, we did it with Adobe Business Catalyst. I think that's okay to say their name, right? We did it with Business Catalyst. Yeah. We did it with the Magento. We did it with extension companies for Magento. I mean, that just kind of became my, uh, it became my strategy, you know? I could either spend two weeks chasing a customer for 5,000 bucks, or I could spend a month chasing down, let's call it a tribe, almost the same amount of work with an infinite amount of possibilities. Same work, the same amount. So what's something that um, when you, you left the agency space and um, I guess maybe before I go to my question, my, my question <laughs> I was intending to ask, what was that? Was there a catalyst that made you go, I want to go do something different again? Yeah, you know, my son was, we put him in college, just to brag on him, he got into the San Francisco School of Design and he uh, went through a game development program. So he's he's a semi-pro gamer now, he wants to design and develop games. And when he was out of the house, and was just me and my wife and we're working from home, honestly, in all candidness, I wanted to go out and interact with people physically, you know, I was, I mean, I was, I was working in a bubble. All my clients were on the East coast. I had a really cool schedule. I'd get up at five and was done with work at two. I mean, I had a really cool schedule, but I really had this need for connection. I guess I needed to get out there and I wanted to do something totally different. I would say in my heart of hearts, if I'm really honest with myself, I just didn't want to do it anymore. You know, I was trying to keep up with SEO and Magento and things were moving really fast. And I got to this point where I thought, time to take a break. You know, I just want to take a break. And and a really neat offering came across my desk. And and I always tell people, nothing's for sale until it is, you know, like everything's for sale when the right <laughs> offer comes across the desk. And that was like, oh man, I should take it. Let's go. Okay, I'm done. And you know, I always did miss it, but um, it was cool to have something to go back to. You know, I was in automotive, but I got into power sports and power sports. You know, motorcycles always been a passion of mine. Different than the car business, people actually want to come look at motorcycles. They don't need to. You know, so totally different, totally different environment. And it was super fun because they're 20 years behind the times. So. Now I'm helping them with their website. I'm calling their PPC guy out, going, "That's not how you do it. <laughs> I don't have to do it." You know, like, and we're just, you know, it's you, just you became we're, we're like growing. the client. You went from being like the vendor to the <laughs> I client. Did. Uh, you were probably a good client in certain ways, but probably like you probably had a high bar. Challenging, yeah. Probably, ch- I need to log into your Google Analytics. Wow, we don't provide that to our customers. <laughs> you know, I, I. I want to build a dashboard. I want this. I want that. Do you guys have this tool? You know, we're in WordStream. Like it was, but all of that knowledge that I had, it was super fun to bring that to an industry that I cared about. I mean, in a way, I put the internet and the power of web marketing into five motorcycle shops that will reap the benefits of that for years to come. You know, that was super cool. Hey, agency owners, are you looking for a strategic and reliable white-label partner to scale your agency business? E2M is the number one white-label partner for digital agencies when it comes to website design, web development, e-commerce, SEO, and content writing. E2M is trusted by over 150 agency partners and has been providing white-label services for the last 10 years. 
Their team has over 170 experts and is on a mission to help 500 agencies increase their revenue and profit margins with impactful white-label services. Check out their transparent and flexible white-label pricing at e2msolutions.com forward slash gurus. That's www.e2msolutions.com forward slash U-G-U-R-U-S. E2M is currently running a special discount for 10% off for your first three months. Check it out now. It's available for a limited time. Has anything surprised you? I mean, I know you've only been back with us and back in the agency space for for a couple of weeks now, but any unexpected <laughs> surprises coming back into this? I guess one of the surprises was the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know, it's, it wasn't like, oh my God, everything's so different now. It was like, oh yeah, Zoom calls, black. there's that, there's that. The, the one surprising part was the, the speed at which we move in this industry. You know, this industry just, it moves at the speed of light. And so coming from motorcycles where it's enjoyable, it, it's a passion field, even though I was working a lot and doing a lot, it wasn't very technical. I mean, if I checked my email twice a day, that would be a lot. Like there just wasn't a lot going on like that. It was, it was more relationships. People want to talk to you face to face kind of thing. And so I think what was most surprising was how soon I forgot how quickly this world moves and how many things it takes to just keep going, you know, to just keep things on point. I mean, between email and Slack and social media and what you're doing behind the scenes and all of these engines that you've created that you constantly grease them, you got to keep them greased, keep going. That was surprising to me because even though I've done it, I didn't remember it at all. I thought I was just sitting at home drinking coffee, catching checks. I'm like, oh, shit. I remember all of this. Like, I forgot. This is a lot of work. You know, it really is a lot of work, but it's really rewarding and really fun at the same time. I mean, the days, they just go. Jonathan, this is uh, the first of maybe a few episodes we'll have you join us. We do want to do some more uh, like teaching on our podcast. And I hope that's uh, fun for our listeners to think about of, of the strategies and tactics they can learn. We're going to, um, Jonathan's going to be one of our guests that we're going to have come in and, and talk about some more, you know, specific sales strategies and, uh, and some, you know, common objections, pitfalls, all that kind of stuff on future episodes. But for today, do you have another minute for our lightning round? Yeah, what's the lightning round? What's the lightning round? What are we doing? What's the best advice you've ever received? Boy, that's such a good one. So uh, just three, four more seconds. Sales is not about objections or tricking people. Sales, nothing happens until a sale is made. Sales are made all over the world. It's just talking somebody into your idea. Sales is helping the right person make the right decision for the right reasons, as long as those reasons are right. So sales is not just something we do. Sales is it's a lifestyle. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Personal habits to success? You know, I get up early. I get up very early. I prepare my day. Uh, before I leave at night, I, I plan my next morning. Um, I use a GTD method, getting things done. I've been using that for 20 years. So that's probably my success. Get up early, plan the night before for the day ahead. Can you share an internet resource, tool, or app that you think our listeners would find valuable? Yeah. I, I think everybody should go and look at Jeffrey Gittimer's stuff. Jeffrey Gittimer is one of the best sales coaches, best sales guys out there. He's uh, 
he's at the level of a Grant Cardone, but he, I say he's nicer. <laughs> he's, he, he just has a good heart. I've done, I've, I've met him. Um, you can't go wrong with, he created something called the Sales Bible. You can find on Amazon, the Sales Bible. I've probably bought 200 of them. I give them away to everybody that says they want to do sales. That's, that's, I go there every day. I, Jeffrey Gittimer has amazing stuff. And what book would you recommend and why? I would recommend The Art of War by Sung Soo. Never pin your enemy into a corner. They will fight to the death. Give them an escape. They will take it. <laughs> I love it. We will link out to uh, The Art of War. I will also link out to Jeffrey Gittimer and the Sales Bible. Uh, I actually have a copy of that that you gave to me, so I can vouch for Jonathan on that one. He has given away uh, many of those two people uh, that he cares about in his life. So um, thank you for that. We'll link out to that book as well as The Art of War. Is there anything... uh, Oh, you can check that out at our show notes, yougurus.com slash podcast. Jonathan, how can our audience get in touch with you? Is there anything that you have they can check out? Yep, they can email me at jonathan at yougurus.com. That's where they can find me. Uh, I'm in the Facebook group. If, if you if you guys are in the, the Facebook group that you have, I'm there. Uh, they can ping me. They can email me. I'm happy to help in whatever way I can. Awesome. We will throw your email as well as the Profitable Digital Agency Facebook group into our show notes. If you haven't yet joined that group, check it out, yougurus.com slash podcast. We'll also link out to Jonathan's other episode, episode nine, if you want to jump back into the uh, time machine and listen to a couple of young web bucks five, six years ago talking about stuff. So definitely check that out as well. Jonathan, welcome back to the community. Welcome back to the team. It's a, it's a great honor and I'm really proud to have you part of this uh, amazing mission that we have. So that is it for this episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. We've put together an agency accelerator package for agency owners and growing freelancers looking to scale. We've got all kinds of free resources like the 39 lead gen strategies checklist, our $20,000 website proposal template, live trainings hosted by yours truly, free access to our community group, and much, much more. Get access now and dive in at yougurus.com forward slash agency. That's yougurus.com forward slash agency.